Welcome, everybody, to another Slab Stocks podcast. I'm your host, Nate. I am joined today by my, with my brother, Sam. Uh, say hi, Sam. Hi, everybody. Uh, we're happy to have him today. Uh, Aaron could not join us, and we wanted to do something basketball, and Sam knows a lot about basketball. So uh, happy to be talking about with him today about some stuff. Um, we are going to be covering basketball, like I just said. Uh, we got a little bit of a uh, discussion points for you. Uh, we're going to cover a number of most improved player candidates for this year. And then we're going to cover a couple disappointing players, whether it be because of injury or because of underperformance. And then lastly, we're going to be covering a couple guys that haven't improved from their rookie years and kind of talk through that. Um, I'm pretty excited about the conversation. Sam, are you? Yeah, I, I'm ready to go. Sweet. Before that point, though, uh, I want to start the day by talking a little bit about Tyler Hero. Obviously, Tyler Hero is the hero of last night's Heat game. Um, scored the last 16 out of 18 points for the Heat. And they won 110 to 105 in overtime against the Bulls last night. He finished with 27 points. Um, pretty good game. Uh, Sam has some thoughts on Tyler Hero. He was sharing with me before. I know Tyler Hero is a hot name. Uh, coming in today, and people are uh, paying uh, higher prices today than they were yesterday. Uh, Sam, is that crazy, or are people justified? Well, I think you know, Tyler Hero, he's going to be a good NBA player. The, the thing you have to realize is going forward in this season, I would I would guess it's not going to just keep rising. He's, you know, already before last night's game, he was already starting to lose minutes, um, you know, the games before that, 32, 20, 18, 21, 27. In the mid-20s is probably where he's going to settle in if everyone's healthy. Uh, yesterday, uh, they didn't have Justice Winslow. They didn't have Goran Dragic. Um, you know, once those guys are both healthy, and you know, Winslow, they're going to play. He can play power forward. He can play point guard. Uh, Dragic, 33 years old, but he's actually been having a pretty good season. Um, if everyone's healthy... There's just really not enough minutes to go around. Um, they've been having Bam Bam Adebayo. Awesome. We'll talk about him more later. He's been awesome. He's playing 31, 31 minutes or something like that at center. You have Kelly Olenek coming in, Myers Leonard, uh, Leonard coming in at power forward. So Justice Winslow, he doesn't really have a whole ton of minutes at the four. So he's been playing a lot of guard. But also you have Goran Dragic. You have Kendrick Nunn now that you want to play. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is going to be getting 32 to 34 minutes a game. Uh, Duncan Robinson's been a big surprise. Derek Jones Jr. They they like to play him a lot. They like what he brings. So it's not like Tyler Hero's worse than you know some of those guys. He's probably better than. But you know where Miami is right now in the East and what they're trying to do, and, and they do have a fun team. Um, he's probably going to settle into that 21 to 24 minute role for the most of the season if if everyone's healthy and if that's the case i wouldn't expect his prices to keep going i think i think ideally if if i had a say if i had a psa 10 silver right now i'd sell it today wait for the prices to drop in the next month or so buy try and buy one back and then hold for the long term because uh, i think you know i think hero's a, a long-term hold he's going to be a really good player but um right now the heat are not prioritizing you know, rookie development this year. Um, Anybody's they, they, wondering, uh, Prism Silver PSA or Prism Silver non PSA tons. Nothing, nothing's been graded yet. Right. Uh, last one sold for seventy six dollars. So, you know, I think long term hold. I think you probably see it, him drop a little bit as the year goes on, just because I don't think the minutes are there. But awesome player, fun to watch. Uh, brings a lot of good things to the team, and and the Heat are just they just have a lot of depth and a lot of players that are going to be trying to take his minutes I mean really his best position is the same position Jimmy Butler plays best so uh, kind of tough <laughs> to get a whole ton of minutes there yeah you, you, Jimmy Butler is clearly the best player the huge free agent signing you're not going to be playing a rookie over him uh, and the same situation uh, Anthony Simons finds himself in in that there wasn't a ton of minutes to start and now with the signing of Carmelo Anthony, there's not a ton of minutes left for him after that point. And so his prices haven't moved. Uh, and you're finding the same situation there as you're finding Tyler Hero. And 
Yeah, and he even – I mean, he even has less minutes – mostly because of the two guys at the guard ahead of him too. I I didn't really understand all the Anthony Simons hype going into the season because where was he going to play? He's uh, what is he? Six foot one. I mean, he's not, he's not a guy that you can just slide around and can guard a bunch of different positions. Six, three. Six, three. So he's an undersized guard, you know, uh, one thing that's in Simon's favor is CJ McCollum has been kind of disappointing again. So, um, I'm not saying CJ's been bad, but, you know, the Blazers have been disappointing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And uh, Nurkic's injury, but CJ hasn't really been pulling his weight. And possibly, it wouldn't be super out of the realm of possibility. Maybe CJ gets traded later this year or in the offseason. And then Simons all of a sudden has a bigger role. Um, but Do you think uh, they'd trade him right after signing him to a contract extension? Well, in the NBA, things will change by the week. So I wouldn't rule it out. True. Uh, A couple years ago, uh, somebody – oh, Blake Griffin signs a contract extension and then gets traded to the Pistons uh, half a season in. So, you know, there's no loyalty there. Not yet. And plus – part of the pitch was uh they raised his jersey into the rafters there in los angeles and said you're going to be a franchise player forever and then (laughs) trade him a couple months later i mean mccollum is he's making i think like 30 30 33 million a year or something like that so i don't know how many teams are going to want to get that but enough to trade uh, that you know if, if the blazers are desperate to make a move i could see something happening and and Simon's suddenly getting some room. But, yeah, you know, some of these young guys, we, we love them on their big games, and then all of a sudden we're disappointed when, when things don't continue that way. But teams are, teams are just fine bringing guys around slowly. They don't necessarily care if you have them on your fantasy team, and they don't necessarily care if you have them uh, some, some of their cards in your collection either. So Heck, they probably don't even know about uh, card collecting and the investment side of it. No. All right. Well, there's our. Uh, we figured we had to cover Tyler Hero because he was. I mean, the game-winning shots last night was amazing. But probably not going to continue going forward. So thanks, Sam. Yeah. I, I hey, I love Tyler Hero and Milwaukee guy. I want to see him do well. I want to see him get the minutes. I just think if he's going to be getting the minutes, it's because it's going to be because someone else goes down with a long-term injury, and kind of hard to wish for that too. So you know. Just being safe, I would say it's probably not going to continue here for a while. I would agree with that. Um, Moving on, we're going to talk about – I want to talk about uh, some most improved player of the year candidates. Uh, we got a number of young players, a number of second-year players specifically, that are doing really well uh, in the early going. And then we've got a number of uh, Raptors (laughs) that are doing well too. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Jump into that conversation a little bit here um, on most improved player. Sam, I've got a list here of five guys. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, Devontae Graham, Pascal Siakam, Bam Adebayo, and then obviously Luka Doncic, who is both most improved player probably and MVP candidate. It's just he's been so amazing, even though he's amazing last year, that you still have to consider him for most improved player. Uh, I would like to cover Fred Van Fleet and Devontae Graham first, if that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so many of you know Devontae Graham because we've been talking about him endlessly because he was my guy before the season, and he has not disappointed whatsoever. Most of you won't know that Fred Van Fleet, I mean, you'll know him from last year and how good he was in the, in the playoffs, but you won't know that he was, is basically – Devontae Graham. Him and Graham have like the exact same stats. And uh, we'll get into this a little bit here. So Fred Van Fleet on the year is shooting 41% from the field, 39.5% from three on almost seven attempts a game, and shooting uh, 87.5% from free throw. So 41, 39.5% and 87%. Devontae Graham is shooting 40% from the field, which is like a percentage lower. Uh, 41.5% from three on 
almost nine attempts a game, which is like two attempts more than Fred Van Fleet and a two-point higher field goal percentage, but then is shooting 80% from free throw, which is really good, just 7% lower than uh, Fred Van Fleet. But for their totals, Devontae's averaging 18.5 points, um, 7.8 rebounds, or 7.8 assists, 3.8 rebounds a game. And Fred Van Fleet is similar to that. 18 points a game, seven assists a game, 3.8 rebounds a game. So same amount of rebounds, almost a point less per game, almost a assist less per game for Fred Van Fleet. Um, what do you make of these two guys, Sam? You got any thoughts on them? Uh, well, you, you know, Fred Van Fleet, honestly, there's so much that gets made of Giannis choking or Kawhi doing whatever. The main reason the Raptors won the playoffs last year is because Fred Van Fleet had a kid or won the championship last year is because Fred Van Fleet had a kid and then got that dad strength, dad strength yeah. and then started hoisting up threes. And, uh, I mean, just turned into an absolute flamethrower. And, uh, I figured after two games against the Bucks, and it was 2-2, I was like, okay, this is going to continue. And it just continued right on through the playoffs and all the way through this year. Uh, the dude is one of the league leaders in, in net rating this year. He, he is actually, you know, by some metrics, he should maybe even be in consideration for uh, MVP. Not that he's going to get any consideration for it but he's you know he's been top 10 top 15 player you know efficiency wise and and uh, you know with the way he's contributing to a really good Raptors team that still only has four losses I think uh, so yeah Fred Van Vliet extremely good you know 395 uh, shooting percentage from three on seven attempts like you said you know awesome can't ask for much more and and he's taken a lot more load on this year than ever has before, uh, especially because Kyle Lowry's been injured quite a bit lately. Um, so you know, Fred Van Fleet stepping into the limelight along with his teammate Siakam and, uh, you know, not disappointing. Uh, Graham, you know, I used to call him Devante Tram because he's trash and not worth remembering his, his correct name, but I was wrong. And, That's right, uh, you were. That's right. Yeah, you know, he he looks good. You know, you got to give a ton of props to uh, James Borrego for not, for not, for actually going to this guy who wait was he a second round pick or was he undrafted? I can't even remember. Second that. round pick. Second round pick. Like you know, forty first overall or so. Pretty much handing the reins to his uh, second round player, and uh, he shows no signs of of slowing down. I don't know that anything he's doing. I mean, shooting four fifteen on almost nine attempts a game, which is outrageous. No, but. But he's fifth in the league in unassisted threes. Yeah, and it's – I mean, nothing else is really going on there in Charlotte. So why not just keep hoisting him up? I mean, he has nothing to lose. I don't know if – I mean, 415 is obviously pretty high, but uh, it doesn't seem like he has any – showing any signs of slowing down. So you know, both those dudes – uh, I like a lot, and I wish the Bucks had him. But uh, yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine signing Terry Rozier to a three-year, fifty-eight million dollar deal, only to find out that your best guard has been there the entire time? I mean, I feel like we've seen this almost every year with the Bucks. So yeah, I can imagine that type of thing going on. But <laughs> uh, hey, maybe that's what maybe that's what Devonte Graham needed was mm-hmm. the competition or, and also who is Charlotte going to sign? Right. Who is Charlotte going to give 20 million to, if not Terry Rozier, you know, in Graham's favor, you know, thinking about his prices, he he's obviously he's getting a lot more publicity now than he ever has before. And I think it's going to keep going up. Um, I would say of, of everyone that you mentioned for most improved, he has about as good of a shot as anyone. I know we said the last time I was on one of these podcasts, uh, second-year players don't win. And generally, that is true. The last two second-year players that did win were Gilbert Arenas and Monta Ellis, who both had something in common with, with uh, Devontae Graham in that they were second-round draft picks. So, you know, it's, there's no written rule about second-year players not winning. Um, I think, though, it's like, like Luka Doncic. 
well, he might be a special case because he went from really good to MVP candidate. So great. It's called the most improved player. And we're, we're dealing with players that show, you know, showed a remarkable amount of improvement. We're not dealing with players who, who progressed as expected. Devonte Graham did not progress as expected. The dude whoa, went whoa, whoa. from, from, he did in my you know, mind. Also ran player in the league, you know, How dare you to all of a sudden being, you know, <laughs> a, a slightly less efficient Steph Curry out there. So, you know, I think Devonte Graham, 18.1 PER. Yeah. That's no, a better he, mark than Chris Milton's ever had in his career. Yeah. He, he has a good chance of winning most improved player. And if he does and the accolades keep coming in for him, uh, you know, look for his, his prices to, yeah. To uh, I saw a report that said that teams were willing to offer Fred Van Fleet because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, anywhere from 20 to 30 million a year. And if Fred Van Vliet's worth 20 to 30 million a year, Devontae Graham all of a sudden is worth 20 to 30 million a year. And speaking of money, jumping into pride, uh, card prices here, Fred Van Fleet does not have a prism rookie. Um, what he does have is an optic rookie auto. It's literally like his only card except for National Treasures. And his Optic Rookiatos um, in November, you could get a Silver Auto for like 60 bucks, Pink Auto here for 85 a Gold Auto out of 10 for 125 There's just not a ton of cards to be bought. Um, but the prices are really low. So I don't know if you can get your hands on one of these and just sit and uh he manages to get the raptors to the playoffs again could be huge and then on Devonte graham's side of things um everyone knows we've covered him a ton his silvers ungraded are going for like 40 his psa 10 uh last one on december 8th went for 155 dollars uh, so huge prices there, considering you could have probably got a PSA 10 before the season for 20 bucks, probably three bucks for a non-graded up to 40. Um, so big prices there, uh, fun players to watch, very similar in size and uh, game, except that Fred Van Fleet gets a lot more steals than Devontae Graham does. It gets about 1.3 more steals a game. Um, so moving on, Samuel, uh, who should we cover next? Well, if we already started talking about Fred Van Fleet, we could talk about Siakam. Okay. Let's cover Pascal Siakam. So, uh, obviously, Siakam is uh, – it was one of those – the Raptors were one of those teams where everyone was like, we've never seen the Raptors without DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry. Uh, not Kyle Lowry, uh, Kawhi Leonard. So, when all of a sudden they only had Kyle Lowry and – Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet, you know, you didn't know how Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam were going to take to the challenge of trying to be the team's second best or first best player, depending on how Kyle Lowry's playing. Um, I think they both obviously risen to the challenge. And then some uh, Siakam is currently averaging on the year, 24 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, three and a half uh, assists per game, which are all career highs. And he's currently averaging the same he did last year, 0.9 steals, 0.7 blocks. A few more turnovers per game, uh, 2.8 compared to 1.9 last year, fouling a little less. Uh, his shooting percentage is down. He's taking nine more shots a game and shooting 46% compared to 55% last year. His three-point percentage is nearly identical, uh, 3.65 as opposed to 3.69 last year. The difference is he's taking like three and a half more threes a game, which is huge. He's up to 6.2 threes. And then his free throw percentage is up at to almost 81.5%. And his free throws attempted per game is up by almost a free throw a game at 4.7. So all in all, just improved in every facet of the game. Yeah, I really didn't. I, I think in our last podcast, I, I said, ah, yeah, doubt he'll be able to carry the team and uh i was wrong most of that was uh, really wishful thinking um but dude is a good player uh you, know, you look at his, his usage skyrocketed he was at just about 20 percent last year almost up to 30 percent this year uh so increased by you know 
50% increase there, which is crazy. And, and, you know, that explains the turnovers. He's still extremely good with the ball. He, you know, he doesn't really turn over the ball a whole ton for a guy that's used 30% of the, of the team's, uh, you know, possessions, but, uh, you know, just across the board, he's been a really good player, still extremely good defensively, um, carrying the team. And, uh, he won most improved player last year based on the leap he's taken this year, going from most, it's kind of like a, you know, Giannis, he won MVP, he won most improved. And was it the year after that he won MVP? I can't remember uh, if it was one year or two years after, but uh, Siakam, I don't know if, I mean, his ceiling, I don't think anyone's ceiling is really the same as Giannis, but uh, man, he is extremely good. And it brings up an interesting thought. I was one, I was thinking about the other day, you know, you think of, uh, Kawhi going to the Clippers and hey the thought process made a lot of sense if you could go to LA okay great uh team up with a good western conference you know playoff team that they were last year great and then get them to get Paul George awesome you know anyone in the league makes that choice 100 times out of 100 and except for now now you look at the two teams yeah Paul George has been playing really well but he's got the the crazy leg injury in the past he's got bum shoulder you got pat beverly who's you know he's getting older and he's doing fine but he's he's not and pat beverly was never like world beater but he's still not you know he's he's getting older he's not quite as good anymore um and the rest of their depth you know lou williams is fine montrose harrell is good really good but uh probably going to be walking in the offseason i would guess so it's like Kawhi made sense at the time but now you look at it and it's like could be with 25 year old uh looking like an MVP in Pascal Siakam uh, could be with Fred Van Fleet. If Fred Van Fleet is better right now than Patrick Beverly's ever been. And Siakam's not as, I wouldn't say he's like on the same level of player as Paul George, but it's not that far off. And I would just like to point out improvement over the last two years. Incredible. So it's like, I mean, obviously hindsight and all that, but man, that Raptors team as scary as they are right now. You're thinking if they had Kawhi still, uh, Siakam, a 19 PER, which is only 0.3 better than last year. <coughs> Devonta Graham, 18.1. So, uh, essentially same player. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> um, PER, PER is really good the, to go by. <laughs> not the, not the end all be all by any means, but, uh, when it helps me make an argument, I use it. There you go. That's the rule make your statistics work for you that's rule number one um yeah that Clippers team you were talking about I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that they just absolutely got demolished by the Bucks on uh Saturday night Friday night uh was the funnest game most fun the funnest uh the most fun game I've ever watched in my entire life I'm pretty sure yeah, I fell asleep, but I watched it later, and it was awesome. Defense spectacular. Paul George and Kawhi couldn't do anything. They both played 30 minutes a game before sitting out the fourth quarter. Our starters set out the fourth quarter. We were up by 41 when they were in the game. We ended up winning by 28 with them out, uh, which I guess the Bucks have a ton of depth. It is a testament to the Clippers' depth in that uh, – they were able to trim the lead on what is one of the Bucks' strongest strong suits, team depth. So, uh, Pascal Siakam prices here. We'll jump into that a little bit. We've got uh, Prism Silver PSA 10 from 2016-2017 was $464. Uh, last one sold on December 6th. Uh, well, $8 shipping, so like $470 really, um, which – I don't know. 470 doesn't seem bad for a guy that is improving drastically uh, from from the year previous of last year to last year, and then from this last year to this year, he has been just like upward, straight upwards uh, graph. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I don't think obviously he uh, will be like a Giannis type player, but it will be interesting to see. For a comparison, on September 23rd, a silver sold for a silver PSA 10 sold for 207 dollars. 
today you've got 464. So there's more than it's more than doubled in a month. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of set these mental ceilings for these guys, which essentially are what they're at right now. But then, uh, I mean, Giannis last year, there's, there's no way you could ever imagine he was going to get better. It's like, yeah, maybe he'll add a couple things, but I mean, just generally he is better this year, which is incredible. Nope. Siakam was awesome last year, but as a supporting player, it's like, well, how much better can he get? Well, he got quite a bit better. You know, when he came out, he really had the same, ex- he pretty much had the same uh, um, scouting reports as Kawhi when Kawhi came out. Uh, defensive first players, lockdown defenders that are probably going to struggle on offense, but maybe they can, maybe they can figure it out. And then didn't really take long for either of them to, to figure it out. And now Kawhi is, you know, without a doubt, one of the best five or six players in the league. So could Siakam do it? I don't know. He's certainly on that pace. So, you know, while I don't have 460 bucks to spend on him, it's, uh, you know, the way he's just been jumping forward and making these improvements, uh, it's it's not unrealistic to think that I'll just he'll just keep getting better. Yeah, I would speaking, agree. Speaking of guys getting better, we got to talk about Luca. We already mentioned him. Luca, Luca, uh, whatever his name is from the Spurs. <laughs> no nope. kidding, Luca Doncic from the Mavs, the better of the two uh, uh, Texas teams that aren't the Rockets. Luca is in his sophomore season has the speaking poo-pooing on PPR as I was just doing has the ninth highest PPR. Look at that. Uh, Making P- stats P- work for you. PER uh, ever, which is awesome. He was second highest PER ever until he had a couple poor shooting games uh, recently. Um, Giannis is at the highest ever and he's, he's sitting a whole over a point and a half higher than Wilt Chamberlain's 1962 season, which is awesome. Um, But Luca, I mean, the dude is easily one of the best five to 10 players in the league right now. Easily one of the best. Well, right now, one of the best three or four. Uh, Wait, let's, let's, let's get into that a little bit. You've got Giannis, you've got Luca, you've got LeBron. Do you have James Harden? uh, Well, yeah, James Harden, Anthony Davis, I mean, whenever I say top five, I usually mean like eight or nine players are top five. So top three or four. I mean yeah, like depending, six, on, the, depending but, on the year. But it, I mean, yeah, just right now, yeah. Luca is playing as good or better than everyone other than maybe Giannis. So, and, uh, and James Harden's right there this year with those guys. He's, he's sitting at 30.89 PER, 14th best of all time. So it's, that's exactly what Giannis had last year. James so Harden. still looking up at uh, Giannis up to the north, but. James Harden, who famously shoots like 14 threes a game and makes like five of them. And 28 free throws and makes 28 of them. Well, um, yeah, Doncic, hey, he could win most improved. Just, I mean, if you're a top five pick in the first round, you should just improve anyways. But in your second year going to MVP finalist, that's incredible. The guy, there's nothing the guy can't do on the court. He's He's one of the most fun players to watch. And uh, if you have, if you have him, you're sitting on a gold mine. And I mean, he's he's pretty much just going to keep improving until he retires, and he'll go down as one of the greats. I mean, there's just he just is. Talking about uh, improvements, let's go through these a little bit. Minutes per game last year to this year, he's playing a minute, a minute more a game. It's improvement, right? He is shooting four more shots a game. He's making 47% of his field goals, which is uh, 5% improvement from last year. Um, He's shooting almost the exact same three-point percentage. He's shooting 32.0% this year as opposed to 32.7% last year. The difference is he's shooting nine and a half threes a game instead of 7.1. So really, you take in the extra threes, and that's definite improvement. He's shooting 61% from two on 10 attempts a game, which is up from last year, both percentage-wise and attempts-wise. Free throws a game is up by almost three free throws a game to 9.3 this year from last year, and he's shooting 81%, which is a solid 10% better than last year. Uh, Rebounds per game is up by two. Assists per game is up by 3.2. Steals per game is up by 0.2. 
points per game is up by nine. Um, turnovers and fouls are up too. Uh, the only thing that is not up is blocks. He had 0.3 blocks a game last year. He has 0.1 this year. Otherwise, he literally has improved in every aspect of his game. Mm-hmm. Third highest usage percentage in the league. And, and the, I mean, as far as like regular actual players go, the highest offensive rating of anyone. So, What's that defensive rating at? That's the real question. 109.5 according to NBA advanced stats. Rough. What's yeah. his offensive rating? 120. All right, so he's a plus 11 there. But the defensive rating of 109 is bad. Yeah, it's not, that's not terrible. It's not good. It's about average, I think. I don't like it. All right, uh, two other names. I had two other names on this list. Jonathan Isaac, earlier in the year, he was really gunning for that most improved player spot. I don't know if he's going to get it anymore because he's kind of faded into the background, but uh, I love Jonathan Isaac as a player, um, and uh, I would. I was actually looking earlier today at um, some of his cards on eBay, see if I could scoop any good deals. But uh, um, Isaac, you know, he's he's good. He he plays really great defense. He actually shoots pretty decent, and uh, he's on a team that I reckon will probably want to build around him quite a bit. I mean, they have to right now because everyone's injured, but. Uh, Yep. Man, he's a good player. It would be really, what would be really nice is if they would play him more at the power forward position. Uh, they don't very much, but uh, you know, Jonathan Isaac's been incredible, and uh, he should just keep improving. He's shooting like he's shooting three thirty three from three, so he's not awesome in only three point six attempts per game. But you know, he's been really good, and uh, I think he's going to keep continuing to improve. He's only 22 years old, and he's long as the gym. So yeah, doesn't he have like a seven five wingspan? Yeah. So if you if you can get, if you have your hands on Jonathan Isaac, I'd keep doing that. And then uh, Bam Adebayo. If you guys haven't seen Bam Adebayo play, you just need to go watch him play. He is. He's six. Well, he's six foot nine. Pretty much stands like a seven footer. He's long. He's. Uh, but the dude is so athletic and he can just I jump out of the gym in order to block someone. Um, and I love watching this dude play the, the Miami team, good team, obviously built around Jimmy Butler, but a big part of their success this year is, is Bam Adebayo has just been so good. And I know centers don't, don't price out very well, but uh, you'd be correct. I think, I mean, he's going to be one of the, best centers in the league for the next five years the problem the problem for him is that he's not like uh your carl anthony towns type center he's he's more of a traditional center right doesn't shoot threes doesn't stretch the floor but is really really good defensively offensively getting rebounds scoring uh near the basket yep um, no, he's not. He's not a unicorn by any stretch, but man, he's a good one. Fun to watch too. There was a game against the Bucks earlier this year. I was like, "Crap! I wish I'd picked him on my fantasy team." Yeah, me too. The number of those guys that I was I was in on, and then they went for like eleven dollars instead of like the seven I was willing to pay, and I didn't pony up the extra four dollars for him. I'm like, ugh, mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, and Bam Adebayo is one of those guys currently averaging fourteen and a half points, ten and a half rebounds four assists which is really nice to see from your center one and a half or 1.4 steals 1.2 blocks like just spectacular numbers all, all around does everything does everything yeah. and he is only 22 right uh pretty incredible um uh, improvement from him from last year to this year and indefinite indefinite contention for most improved player and his let's see are there any PSA 10s. I did not look him up before this, but I can. There's a, a lot of three that went for 260, three PSA 10s. Which what is, are they, silvers? They're silver, yep. Oh, yeah, look at that. His silvers are 60. I mean, I, I understand. He's a center, and but man alive. You're looking at like $75 for a uh, prism silver. Yep. Here's one that went for 1250 uh, 
just yesterday. What? Oh well. Wish I would have bought that. Well, twelve fifty probably is not a uh, silver then. It's probably just base. Oh well, they just, maybe they listed it wrong. They, they probably listed it uh, listed it wrong. People do that all the time. Um. <clears throat> all right. So there is our there's our little uh, recap on most improved player. We got Fred Van Vliet, Devonte Graham, Pascal Siakam, Bam Adebayo, Luca, and then uh, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, definitely a lot of names to keep track of and a lot of names to uh, track when you are doing your investments and looking in who to, who to invest in. Um, obviously a lot of these guys have already gone up. Pascal Siakam has doubled. Devonte Graham has like 13 times his, uh, what you could have got him for at the start of the year. Um, Luca has obviously doubled. He, his prism uh, silver PSA tens are like 1800 bucks now. Uh, but there is there's still money to be made on these guys. If you don't think they're going to start or slow down anytime soon, a guy like Devontae Graham, you know, if he doesn't slow down anytime soon and he keeps getting talked about, $40 turns into $50, $50 turns into $60. And uh, by the time February rolls around, you may have doubled your money again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So moving on uh, to uh, section number two of our podcast here, we've got – disappointments um and these could be because of injury or because they just have taken a step back or not taken a step forward like we'd like would have liked um but we got four names here for disappointing years uh we're going to start off with De'Aaron Fox <coughs> excuse me obviously De'Aaron has been injured uh for a while now um, he's going to be missing at least another like two weeks, a week to two weeks um, here. Um, and then he'll be coming back. But his prices have dropped like a rock. So we should talk, take a moment to talk about De'Aaron Fox. You know, he started out the year doing fine. Um, they, you know, they lost Bagley right away. And he was picking up some of the ex- – Fox was picking up some of the extra slack uh, – Okay, there's a lot to talk about with this Kings team. First of all, let me just say this. Some of the guys in the league that are, some of the young guys in the league that are really struggling, it is because they have the worst coaches in the league. Thankfully, the worst coach in the That's league Luke Walton. I mean, don't talk about another man's job, but you know, the worst coach in the league in my opinion was Fizdale and he just got canned. Um that dude does not know how to bring a bring rookies along he does not prioritize winning for whatever reason he prioritized playing crappy veterans oh, <laughs> i don't understand i mean there's no rhyme or reason to what he does and from night to night you can't trust him with anything he's gone now so i would expect you know rj barrett to get better you know mitchell robinson you hope he starts actually playing and, and gets a little better kevin knox he's a lost cause whatever so the other two bad coaches in the league jim boylan luke walton uh, Boylan, you've yeah. seen, we've seen some of the young bulls kind of struggling in their second, third years, but Boylan, you know, he's, he's one of these Marine drill sergeant, uh, uh, that he's going to run them. You know, he he thinks, yeah, he thinks that, you know, the best way to bring a player along is just to run them till they puke in practice and, and that'll teach them something. And, uh, it really doesn't teach anything as a, as a former freshman, uh, high school basketball player that whose coach, ran us ragged one time we had to do 60 some down back downs in one practice I can confirm that while we would have been able to play like three straight games without getting tired it didn't actually make us any better at offense or defense no and Jim Boylan has not figured that out and while the Bulls have gar packs in their front office as owner and GM and they're probably the worst front office pair in the league so who knows if anything's going to change there uh the Kings Historically, been a really crappy front office. Honestly, Vlad, Vladi Divac, has, he's done an okay job here. I don't agree with all of his off-season signings and stuff, but uh, they do have Luke Walton. Luke Walton was the hot name because he filled in for Steve Kerr with the Warriors. Uh, I think we all know that the Warriors could have won Anybody? however many games that they was they won, even if they didn't have a coach. Uh, that's how good they were. But Luke Walton benefits because of it. He still has a job because of it. He should not have a job. Um, the Kings, Bogdan Bogdanovich was awesome last year. 
And to start the season, he couldn't even get in, couldn't even get in for more than 15 minutes. It's like, dude, he's one of your best players. Darren Fox goes down on November 11th and Bogdan was still hardly getting any sort of run at all. They were handing the ball to, uh, Oh, who's their point guard, uh, formerly with the Pacers, CJ miles or something like that. I don't know. One of them guys. And, uh, finally they're giving the ball to Bogdan and, and I don't even know what they're going to do because he's a restricted free agent, but I'm sidetracking here. They've got a lot of good young players. Buddy Heald, baby. Big Buddy Heald, uh, uh, Bagley and Darren Fox and Bogdan. And I don't know if they're ever going to put anything together under Walton. They really need a new coach. Um, Darren Fox, getting back to him, November 11th suffered a severe ankle sprain, a grade three ankle sprain after they checked it. You know, grade three in layman's term, you guys all, have, I'm sure you've all sprained an ankle before sucks you know they say spraining your ankle is worse than than breaking your ankle um so yeah pretty sprained, tough because i've sprained a lot I sprained of my ankle carrying your tv down some stairs well i was there and it, you did look awfully stupid <laughs> when it happened <laughs> um but you know sprain grade three ankle sprain means that you tore the ligament completely through um sounds painful I've, I've never had a grade three ankle sprain they say that um, a grade three ankle sprain is the kind that you just you feel after that forever and and it will heal but your your joints are going to be looser you know, going forward um, I couldn't find the tweet there was a list of of guards who've had grade three ankle sprains in the past and it was not good uh, especially thinking about De'Aaron Fox who is one of my favorite young players to watch uh, extremely fast uh, so you know he the dude can just get straight through the lane in half a second on anyone and uh, literally break ankles. He can. Long. Yeah. And uh, I love watching him, but I don't, I am worried, especially because they said four to six weeks and we're looking at four weeks now. And now they're saying two to three more weeks, um, which, you know, is pretty much right in line with what they originally said. But, you know, you know, once they start updating and adding extra weeks on that, it's a little worse uh, than they thought. And I think we're seeing that reflected in his card prices. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried about him going forward. I, well, especially for a guy that, you know, athleticism. Yeah, he relies on his it. big yeah. calling card. He's not a he's not a major three point shooter or anything like that. So yeah. shooting 33 percent on the year. Yeah. It, but I, nine games, all yeah, of his stats this yeah, year, nine games. whatever, you can't tell if you anything. Took, if you took nine games into the season, Giannis would have probably still been at 0% from three. Yeah. He's shooting like 30. Yeah. But, man, I just feel so bad for the guy and and uh, having a severe, severe sprain like that, that it's going to be something to watch when he comes back. If it looks like he's – I'm guessing – this is just me talking out my butt here, but I'm guessing that the rest of this year it's kind of – going to kind of look pretty ugly and then it'll be one of those things where next year we wonder you know how is he going to come back and and maybe we'll find out next year um and I, i'm praying that he uh he'll get better next year and, and comes comes around he's so young still but man it's it's scary only 22, only 22. and should, uh speaking we, of what i was gonna say speaking of bad coaches we should talk about marketing well we will but we'll cover his prices here first because oh sure yeah we are, in fact, a card podcast. Yeah. Um, which I th- I lose sight of sometimes. Uh, Aaron never does, so Aaron would kill me if I didn't bring up prices. Uh, <clears throat> the Aaron Fox PSA silver PSA tens right now. Uh, last one sold December second, so it's a it's about a week ago. Uh, for a hundred and eighty five dollars shipped, you could have gotten PSA tens uh, in September for like $450. So we're talking about a, a drop of more than, you know, double what his previous prices were. A drastic drop. And I think, you know, some of your concerns are reflected in those prices. Also, his market was probably artificially inflated um, to start the year. So we're probably seeing some of that too. All right. So speaking of bad coaches, moving on to Lenny Markinen. Lori even. Or Lenny, Lori. <laughs> the Finn <laughs> Reaper. On, mo- moving on to Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, Finn Reaper, Lori Markinen. Uh, he has not been good 
at all this year. Um, it really, the big, the big problem for him is his shooting is just way off. Uh, his three-point shooting has dropped to 320 on six attempts. Same amount of attempts as he attempted the last two years, but he's dropped by almost half a percentage point. And uh, his two-point percentage is down. So his, his true shooting is, is 460. So he's not doing well. Um, you know, in the offseason, I remember there was all this talk about, oh, Laurie, he's getting so strong. He's putting on all this extra muscle mass and, and great. Um, but doesn't always help you shooting. I don't know if that's yeah. why he can't shoot. Maybe he if, lost his shooting stroke in the in the process. Maybe if I was a betting man, I would I wouldn't bet against him getting better. He's he's always been a much the last two years he's been a much better shooter than this. In college, he was a much better shooter than this. For whatever reason, I mean, he's shooting three seventy nine overall as field goal percentage. Every every single one of his terrible uh, percentages has gone down. Even from- everything's everything's worse. So, uh, I would hope that he gets better. In fact, you you got to give us the card prices. I would say this presents a unique buy low opportunity for the guy, um, but also buy low with uh, <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of concern that maybe this is just what he is now. I don't know. Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at eighty five dollars for a silver PSA ten, um, which is compared to what was it at the beginning of the year? Do you know? Uh, September twenty fifth, one went for one hundred twenty. Yeah. Oh, we're so looking, he's down fifty bucks. We're looking at a drop there, big, pretty big drop. A name to consider if you're a Chicago fan and you watch a lot of Bulls games, you're probably the most frustrated with marketing, but. You know, you've also seen him the last two years. And, you know, if you want to hedge your bets and pick some up on the cheap, you know, maybe it'll work out. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We'll see. Obviously, you're uh, praying for a coaching change there. Yeah. Um, moving on to uh, who do you want to cover next? JJJ or <laughs> – excuse me. Sorry. JJJ or Jokic? JJJ is fine. I don't know that we have to talk about JJJ much. Is I feel like it's uh, his year has been as advertised all year. You know, it's not been very good. Everyone knows that. Um, you know, in addition to not shooting nearly as well this year, those um, three point percentages gone up. Yeah, his three point percentage is good, and he is playing center more, and that's great. Um, but he can't stay on the floor. He's fouling all the time. His his shooting overall has gone down. Um, his defense has, has gotten quite a bit worse. He is a second-year player, and he's 20. He was one of the youngest players in the league last year, so as I'm not betting against him getting better. In fact, I think anyone who uh, anyone who follows me knows that uh, I like him. But, uh, no, I, no one follows me. But I think JJJ. I say, who's following you? <laughs> <laughs> my, my kids around the house generally but that's about it um no i think uh jaron jackson he he should get better but you know as it stands right now they have valanchunas who they just signed and he's been really good and and brandon clark you know he's been filling in 22 23 24 minutes a night and he's been really good and if jjj can't stay on the floor well you know he just can't stay on the floor and and it's not like the Grizzlies are in any position to, you know, they're pushing for playoff spots. So I'm fine with the way things are going right now. If his prices are dropping, I'm buying them. And, and uh, I think he's going to get better, but uh, yeah, he's really struggling right now. And as for JJJ's prices, they're not dropping. Uh, September, you could have got them for like um, anywhere from like 125 bucks to $140, depending on, uh, you know, when you bought it. Oh, I guess there's some here. October one sold for 180. Um, I think that's a bit of an outlier, though. And then uh, if you keep going, you know, 140 bucks is the norm. Oh, there were some that went up to 170, uh, and now they're back into like the 120 range. So there's been some drop, but from the start where we're talking about them to the now, it's like exactly the same with some increase there at the beginning of October. So make of that what you will. 
there was a rise and a drop to back to where he started at uh, before the season started. So, um, I don't know, 120 bucks for JJJ. I love the talent he has. There's a lot of guys that are tall and lanky and skilled, but I just, I just think JJJ is different. I don't, can't really explain it. It's probably because I watched him in college and do moves in college that I wasn't expecting to see. And so now I'm forever uh, in love with the idea, idea of Jaron Jackson Jr. All right. So uh, last but not least, let's cover Nikola Jokic. Jokic is – I mean, I wouldn't say he's been bad, but he's not been nearly as good as he was last year. I think every fan base is almost insufferable, especially on Twitter. But uh, Except for I, Bucks. I, well, but I uh, – <laughs> you know, following some Nuggets uh, writers on Twitter, and, and, man, you get these Nuggets fans, and if there's any of you out there uh, that – are just like Jokic is the worst star in the league. We should have traded him last year, all this different stuff. And it's like, dudes, he's still easily one of the best players in the league and one of the most unique players in the league. He's having a rough go every year in the last couple of years. Anyways, the nuggets seasons start out the same. You have, Oh, I'm blanking on their coach's name right now. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me look. Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Every every year, Mike Malone starts out the year. He's like, this is how we're going to play this year and just changes things. And uh, last couple of years, it was like, we're going to distribute the ball. We're not going to work through Jokic. Jokic gets kind of pissed and he kind of checks out. And then come December, all of a sudden Malone's like, okay, we actually need to go through Jokic because he's our best player by far. And then they start doing it and Jokic checks in and then, he becomes a world beater. You look at that, look at his stats last year, split month by month, October, November, kind of garbage also. And then really turn it on. Uh, it's been the same story so far this year. You, all the, there's all this talk about Jokic showing up out of shape. Honestly, I don't think it really matters if this dude's in shape. It's not his game. He's, he's, he's not a, you know, he's not a beach body by any stretch. Who cares? Um, but, uh, I would not be surprised if we see him take a turn here. He is shooting absolutely awful from three, 229 from three. He's a career 334% um, shoot, three-point shooter. That's including this year. Yeah. So you just assume that it's going to come back up. Um, and and if, the, if the Nuggets start working through him a little more and he becomes invested, things are going to turn around. But right now, he just kind of looks checked out and – I would say it was almost predictable, but uh, it'll it'll change. He he's one of the best ten players in the league, along with fifteen other guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is what I love about the NBA. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's a top five guy. Oh, he's a top five guy. Oh, he's a top ten guy." And then once you get your top ten list, it's like twenty guys long. But that's because these guys are hard to hard to compare when they do such different things. But you just think they are you know, tops of what they do. Uh, Nikola Jokic, as for prices, his last PSA 10 silver sold for $540 um, on November 24th, which was like two weeks ago. Uh, so I don't know how much you can take from that. Uh, things move fast in the card market. It was down a little bit. Uh, that's 540 There was one that sold October 31st for 700 so, uh, you know, there's some, uh, there's some price movement here on Jokic. Um, if you think he can uh, become invested, like Sam said, uh, you know, maybe there's some room for improvement. Um, but I don't know if I'd buy in right now. Look at this. So last year, October, November, December, his usage was 25-7, 24-5, Then January, Mike Malone pulled his head out of his butt and was like, oh, let's get it to Jokic. Then his usage was 31.8, 30.7, uh, dropped back down a little bit in March. But, you know, once, once all of a sudden they started using him, the, their offensive rating, defensive rating, you know, their net rating skyrocketed. It doubled uh, up to 10, over 10 uh, in January. So far this year, his uh, 
his usage is has been sitting in let's see 24.1 24.8 now finally december jumped up a little bit 26.6 hopefully that keeps increasing because so far their offensive and defensive was 106 102 105 100 now all of a sudden once they're using Jokic, 114 103 hey use your best player and things get good so uh, hopefully they just really start feeding through him when he had the ball at the top of the key last year there was no one that could stop the, the nuggets offense because he can pick and he can pop he can drive or he can find anyone anywhere on the floor. He's the best passing big man in the league. Uh, so they really just need to start working through him at the expense of some of these other guys. Problem with the Nuggets is they have so many players on their roster that are really good. But you have one that's better than the rest that is actually an MVP candidate. And if they start using him like that, uh, he's going to get a lot better. Nuggets fans, you need to stop just worrying, freaking out on Twitter about it. Truer words have never been spoken. All right, so there's our uh, somewhat disappointing disappointing players there um, with the one caveat being Jokic and that, you know, Fox we don't really think is going to come back. JJJ we think is going to be uh, a long-term type guy. Uh, Markinen needs a coaching change. Jokic, on the other hand, just needs to be used more. Last, did you want to talk about three – three-year player third-year players that have not changed in three years i definitely think we should mainly because um aaron's not here to defend ben simmons or donovan mitchell two guys in which he loves and two guys in which maybe he shouldn't okay find this is and this is an interesting my take is that you meet a lot of guys uh aaron kind of like this Wilkie kind of like this, Buddy Brent kind of like this. I'm putting them on blast right now. Um, and almost every other person that ever watches the NBA, they think they know a lot about the NBA. Every single person thinks they know so much about the NBA. And they fall in love with these guys like your Simmons or your Donovan Mitchells, and they don't use logic when thinking about it because they've just decided and because they're the smartest NBA fan to ever exist it's just automatically right. Uh, and uh, we're running into this. Aaron, when you listen to this later, I'm sorry, buddy, but it had to be said. Uh, Simmons, told you he was trash. He's not actually trash, but he hasn't improved. Not very much, anyways. Oh, we should probably keep this short because the podcast is getting pretty long and I need to go cook supper for my family. But yes, uh, all three of these dudes, third-year players and – are they really any different than they were their first year in the league? Um, I mean, Simmons fourth year technically, I guess, but uh, right. Cause he missed his whole first year. Yep. Um, so, but you know, third, he was considered a rookie three years ago. So uh, all three of them essentially the same. I think we knew that about Ben Simmons coming out. Uh, his game was, you know, he had a really unique game coming out. Couldn't shoot. Drove the ball, great in the fast break, good facilitator, uh, pretty decent defender. Um, he's still all those things, but really not much has changed. Big part of the reason why the Sixers haven't taken a big step forward this year is because neither he nor Embiid, Nathan, neither no, he no. nor Embiid have taken big steps forward, and they really needed those guys to do that. Well, I, I agree with Embiid hasn't taken a big step forward, but um, Embiid was already just really good. Yeah. Now, Simmons did hit one three this year. Wait, was it one or how many threes does he hit now? Two threes. Frankly, I don't give a rip if the dude ever starts shooting threes. Obviously, it would really help the team building. If he's not completely useless in the half-court offense. Yeah, but um, it – if just just looking at his stats, nothing has changed. You could you could shuffle up his seasons and you wouldn't know the difference from from one to the next. I'm not going to go through all the stats because that's boring. Um, but he is essentially the same player today as he was two years ago as he was last year. Donovan Mitchell, even more so. This guy when he came out as a rookie, and it was you know I love Donovan Mitchell, um, but and he's only 23, so it's not like he's hit his ceiling. But at the same time, when he came out his rookie year and everyone's like, oh, my goodness, like, you know, why didn't the Pistons just take Mitchell? There's all these different teams that missed out on Mitchell. And sure, they, they still did miss out on Mitchell. He is still the same guy 
Um, he was kind of an old rookie at 21 years old. Um, you know, you think of like Malcolm Brogdon from a few years ago, great as a rookie, still obviously great. And he's taken a, a jump this year, but uh, you know, some of these older guys, once they get in, that's kind of what they are. They, it's kind of what they are. And, and I mean, I don't want to say Donovan Mitchell, I don't want to say any of these guys can improve. They're just all still young, but uh, Mitchell is the same player today as he was uh, last year and two years ago. And, uh, and maybe part of the problem right now is, is Mike Conley is, uh, you know, just crapping all over the floor next to him at point guard. Uh, that's not helping him out at all. Um, but um, again, another guy that hasn't really improved and Hey, he's a sexy name. Same with Ben Simmons, you know, I don't know if Mitchell's dated a Kardashian, but I know Ben Simmons has. And once you start doing that, you know, then you're like kind of in the limelight. People are paying attention to you, but uh, man, they, they just haven't gotten better. So I, I don't think we need to think of them in that sense. I'm much more excited about like a Siakam and than I am a, a Ben Simmons. For a guy that hasn't gotten better, any of them, Ben Simmons is last PSA 10 on auction sold for nine fifty five. Wait. <laughs> There, there's just some, some of the card market, you know, you get, you get great players in positions that are undesirable. So who cares? And then you get guys that are maybe not that great, but you know what? They, they exist in a market that the NBA is pumping up. They're a player that the NBA is pumping up And Ben Simmons is one of those guys. So, you know, he, he gets more of the benefit of the doubt, but I, I wouldn't expect him to, to ever become, you know, an all-time great. Nope. Alonzo Ball is the third guy I was thinking of that really hasn't changed. He's he's basically the same guy today as he was. Uh, no, I will admit he's gotten a little better at th- shooting threes, and I'm <coughs> some things have improved since he's out of uh, LeBron's shadow over there. But uh, I mean, he's he's really not gotten much better. He's been a pretty big disappointment, and he's uh, on a team that's pretty stacked with young talent. So we'll see what he does when Zion's back. And then, and then make our, we will see what he does. Make You're right. Judgment from there, but uh, I will admit I love I love I love Lonzo. Well, you're just one of those guys that think you know everything about the NBA, but you know sometimes that's, you just that's, gotta... that's, that's very true. Yeah, I'm looking at two of them right now. He is shooting. He is shooting better this year, but but he's also playing fewer minutes, and yeah, he's all three yeah. of these guys who you know if you see their prices rising up. In the stock market, if you see a if you see a stock moving and there's very little news, if a stock is skyrocketing on on no news, don't buy it. If you see a stock plummeting on no news, buy it because it'll probably just come right back up. If these guys are are moving one way or the other, I mean, they really shouldn't. Nothing should be happening because nothing's happening with their games. I don't know. Maybe if the Sixers make the playoffs and the Jazz make the playoffs and and they they make some action in the in the postseason, you know, then. I could see something, some you know, their prices going up, but uh, until then, if their prices are increasing, it's like I would just stay well, away from it. Lonzo's had it. Lonzo's have gone. Down. Oh yeah, Lonzo's uh, like getting traded and everything well, else like hurts him. But bucks. no, I mean just from like the end NBA of a bust. Now. Oh, okay, yeah, um, his prices have gone down. Uh, I don't have Donovan Mitchell's in front of me. He's two fifty five, three oh five. <laughs> Two silver PSA tens on the same day sold for a fifty dollars difference. So I don't really know what you can make of that. Two fifty, oh. two eighty. So you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. It's hard to hard to know what to make of some of these markets um, with some of these guys. Uh, Donovan, fifty dollars swing in one day is outrageous. Well, Donovan Mitchell, he's one of those guys. He's just one of those guys where he's going to go out there randomly. How many 50-point games have there been this year? We just had one last night with Anthony Davis. I mean, there must be like eight or nine or ten of them so far. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to go out there, score 50 points one of these nights, and he will be all over ESPN and everything. And if you have him, that's your time to sell him. I don't know if he's a long-term hold. He's fine. He's good. He's going to be keep being good, but he's not – I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't shown us any improvement. But he is one of those guys that the NBA loves to I mean ESPN just loves to just plaster over everything. And anytime he, he has one of these impressive shooting nights, you'll see you'll see uh some movement behind him. But uh 
Now, if I, I don't have anything, any cards of his, but if I did, I would probably wait for that inevitable 50-point night and then sell it right then. I will say this. Not a ton of guys have the ability to score 50 points in a game. True. No, I, like, and that's Like, you would never expect Chris Middleton to score 50 points in a game. Right. Um, so there is some benefit there. But overall, everything else is not, uh, you know, nothing's improved. So even if he does randomly have a 50-point game, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's unlocked uh, another level. All right. Well, um, that's all we got today for you guys. I know that ran a little bit, a little bit long. It uh, was probably like an hour and some change uh, recording or uh, podcast here. Um, but we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, for the rest of the week, we've got a uh, NFL podcast uh, recap on Wednesday. We'll be doing a baseball. I'm going to start up a baseball podcast. I'm going to start that on Fridays, I believe. I I think. I mean, I make my own schedule here, so we'll probably do we'll probably do Friday. Um, otherwise, uh, I don't have much else for you guys upcoming week. We have our ins- regular Instagram content and stuff like that. Otherwise, I would like thank you all for listening. Sam, you got any last words? Oh, I used them all already. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Sam, for joining us today to talk some NBA. Obviously, we covered a lot of names. It was what? Like maybe like 14 names long here um, today, 14 names to try to keep track of and stuff. So I know it was a lot. Um, but hope you guys all enjoyed it. We'll hopefully bring Sam on here more often, get Aaron in the next NBA discussion, um, especially because I just put him on blast. So I'm sure he'll want to uh, clap back at me for that. Uh, it wasn't really, I guess, about him. It was more about a bunch of other people from uh, uh, friends of mine from the past that have been uh, very obnoxious uh, NBA fans. Um, otherwise, uh, that's all I got for you today. So thank you for listening to our NBA podcast. We'll try to actually come up with names for these podcasts so you know what you're getting when we get to it. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, have a good rest of your Monday night and uh, can't wait to talk to you guys again.